You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up on the Friday edition of KMC, we've got a big show for you. Governor Mike Huckabee here, of course, will break down the latest on the Biden scandals. Then an FBI agent tells her personal story from 9-11 to retirement, all within the agency. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog is coming out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us and always enjoy checking in on Friday with my good friend. Governor Mike Huckabee, who has been uh, somewhat of a regular feature on this show in some way or fashion or another since he was running for president about 150 years ago. So uh, we're, we're grateful for these Friday visits. And, Governor, it's been quite a week um, between former Speaker Newt Gingrich breaking the news yesterday that someone from the administration called Fannie Willis on Sunday night and said she had to indict on Monday because the Biden stuff was getting so out of control and so embarrassing in Washington. Uh, and and of course, that that time frame now works. That explains why the indictment was so late and it got leaked online ahead of time and everything else. Um, that seems to be quite a, a bit of a mess. But what were they trying to cover up? Um, what is this? What is this pseudonym story? Who who was the president pretending to be and who was he talking to when he was pretending to be that person? I think this is one of the strangest things we've had in a long time. Keep in mind, this was when he was the vice president of the United States. So emails that are generated by a public official are required to be kept and archived, just like any other document. Unless your name's Hillary Clinton, and then you can lose 30,000 of them and nothing yeah, happens. Forget it. Yeah, forget it. Or if you're Mitt Romney, IKA Pierre <laughs> Delecta. But to, to be clear, you can use this, uh, you know, some kind of pseudonym if you're talking about a Twitter account or a Facebook, something that is unofficial and it's your own opinion or something like that. But if it deals with your duties in the White House, and it has to do with anything that you're doing either in that office or for that office or by that office, then it has to be archived. You, you can't just make it up or hide it somewhere. And that's apparently what Joe was doing. He was hiding uh, some of his communications with his son over his business deals. So Robert L. Peters is actually Joe Biden. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. It, it, first of all, absolutely blows this nonsense that Joe Biden has said repeatedly and lied about, whether in the debate or since then. I never talked to my son about business. I've never had a conversation. I knew nothing about my oh, son. Oh, but they business. changed it, Governor. They changed they, or they tried to on the slide. They tried to say he was never officially in business with him now. But it doesn't work because the words. And so words mean Kareem, things. And brought out to the podium and all day long uh, make up stuff, but it doesn't change what the record shows. 
you know, the Internet is forever. I mean, that's the one great thing about the Internet. It used to be that, well, they misprinted it. It's in a library somewhere, but it may not have been accurately transcribed. This is his voice, his image. He said it. It's over. Right. He lied. And that's what we have. Now, why did he use a pseudonym? What was he trying to hide? Because if all of this is on the up and up, you just say, by gosh, I'm Joe Biden. I'm the vice president and I'm talking to my son and there's nothing wrong here. Let the world see it. But when you try to hide it and take it out of the sunshine, something smells bad about that. And I'm uh, very excited. James Comer, uh, you know, is taking no prisoners on this. He, he's absolutely uh, dog in this thing to, to, to source. Well, he and Jim Jordan have earned their pay since the last election, big time. Um, and for what it's worth, Kevin McCarthy appears to be supporting him, them both with uh, whatever they need and, and public cover for them on statements that, I mean, I've, the speaker is redefining the role in my mind in some ways with the amount of communication he's having with the press, because he's talking to people constantly and he's putting things on his Instagram and Twitter and other places where people can see it. And he's calling people to the facts, which is something Washington's not used to, but back to Comer for a second, it appears that the Romanian angle on the corruption of the Bidens, there were 17 payments made from the Romanian officials. And it appears that 16 of those got made while he was sitting as vice president. Governor, how is that different than Bill Clinton? No controlling authority and pay for play from China with for he and Gore. I mean, isn't this the exact same process that you're buying you know, public influence by people that weren't not formally in the position that's lobbyists, but the guy that's there in the moment, isn't that against the law? It, it absolutely is. This is influence peddling. It violates not just the Farah act that they went after, uh, uh, Paul, um, Manafort over, but this is really a, a much bigger violation because it's saying I'm using my public office for personal gain. And it's not something you are allowed under the law to do. This is, you know, we heard quid pro quo all the time during the Trump impeachment. Well, this really is quid pro quo. This for that. Influence for money. And I don't know how the press continues to sort of pretend this isn't a big deal. There will come a point at which they can no longer ignore it. And Kevin, I still believe there's going to be a point at which there are going to be a handful, maybe not a lot, but there will be some Democrats who no longer uh, can abide by this. And they will have to come out and speak out and say, you know what? My president's a crook. As simple as that. Well, that's what happened in the 70s with Nixon. And when Republicans broke with him and they said, we can't defend him anymore and we won't defend him. It was over for Nixon. And I, I foresee that coming. And that's why I continue to say. McCarthy is doing right by launching the impeachment inquiry. It would be premature to actually take the impeachment to the House, because if that happens before there is this consensus, it dies in the Senate in less than five minutes. Right. And then by go out and tell everybody he's been exonerated. Yeah. No, you've got to you've got to be methodical. But man, is James Comer impressing me on the 
the um, very uh, compartmentalized way he is dealing with uh, each of these issues as they come before him. And they say now, uh, Governor, that the that the money that they've attached to receipts that have come to the Bidens may be in excess of 20 upwards of 50 million dollars. I mean, who, you know, who got that rich being vice president ever? Uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, this this is real money here. You know, the old Everett Dirksen statement, a million here. I think he said a billion here and a billion there. The next thing you know, we're talking real money. Well, for someone who for 50 years made somewhere south of $180,000 as a U.S. senator uh, to get this kind of money, uh, tens of millions of dollars. This isn't minor. And you wave that kind of money in front of somebody. And I'm telling you, they'll dance and ride the pony and, uh, you know, and sell out their it. country to do it. And that's what's going on. Yeah. All right. Governor, thank you for your insights on all of that. Big show for you this weekend, I'm sure, as, as normal. What's on it? Well, we just happen to have James Comer on this week. (laughs) I think it's going to be a blockbuster interview because I can't wait to dig into some of this stuff because it keeps happening to the hour. But he's going to be our uh, main focus of the guest. Uh, The country band Ricochet will be doing music. Nice. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. But James Comer being on will be the key this weekend. Yeah. Well, Governor, I, I have failed to do this yet, but I am officially in uh, sending an invitation to you uh, here over the air. You need to do my weekend television show at some point as well, because it slices right in between your 8 and 11 release. And so if people wanted four hours of Huckabee on a particular weekend, they could get it. Uh, but we've got to get you on my show to do that. Uh, thank you, as always, for being here. Thank you. Good to talk to you. you Have a great. There he goes. Governor Mike Huckabee. Kevin McCullough coming right back. We've got a big show. Don't go away. 